We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another Bring the Juice Colts podcast live stream. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Greatly appreciate all of you. Uh, I apologize in advance if the internet is kind of unstable right now. I don't know why it's acting like that today. Um, Usually it's a lot more stable than this, but today just haven't been getting a good signal. And yes, I am red. Uh, I've been outside almost all day and uh, for work. So been outside most of the day. My face is definitely burnt. But uh do appreciate all of you tuning in right now. Uh, we're actually about to watch the Chris Ballard presser uh, that he had today. And... Uh, do you think they will end up suspending him? I have no idea. Um, so um, just wanted to go ahead and react to this because I saw I saw quotes and stuff from this earlier, but I kind of wanted to get an understanding of this in its totality. But I want to play this real quick. And uh, let me guys, let me know if you guys can hear the sound on this. Uh, just let me know real quick if you guys can hear this because I can hear it, but it, I might have to switch a sound setting on this. So just let me know if you guys can hear any of this or not. If you can't, then I know how to fix it. You guys hear this fine? It's low. Great. Um, okay. Well, uh, okay. Let me, uh, let me fix this real quick. I think I know how to fix it. I think I know how to fix it. This should be better. I'm going to need headphones for this. That's okay. Let me fix that real quick. It's never easy. Uh, yeah, you want them. yeah, thank you. All right, thank y'all. 
um, this week as I mean, it's always hard. It's never easy. Let me know um, if this is better. Anytime you've, and we talk about this every year, but like anytime you cut the team down to 53, then eventually your practice squad, I mean, you're getting rid of some guys that, you know, you've developed relationships with who've been a part of your team and it's, it's never easy. I don't, I don't, I don't care what anybody says. Like you, you never get to a point where you're just callous and don't think about the other individual. These are human beings. Uh, this is their dream. This is what they want to do for life in their lives. And you're telling them right now, Hey, you're not making it. So it's tough. Um, I'm pleased, you know, where we're at. Um, we've got work to do unequivocally. We're not a, by any means a finished product right now, but we've got, we've got a lot of work to do. Um, we're young. We're young in some certain spots, which I think you all know. Um, but it'll be fun to watch these guys grow and play together and, and grow as a team. All right. So now let's, let's address the elephant. Um, Jonathan. Because I want to, I want to, I want to talk, and I want y'all to, you know, hear it. Because I know you're going to have questions. Just so y'all know, and I want everybody to know, Jonathan is a well-respected and a and a really good human being and a damn good football player. I think we all know this. All right, um, things like this happen. I tell every rookie that comes in. There's going to be a point when we disagree, and it's usually about money, and it's going to be hard. And just know that doesn't change my care level for you. I care deeply for Jonathan Taylor. I have great respect for Jonathan Taylor. Um, our relationship, I would tell you, is, look, even when it gets hard, I, I won't – I won't quit on the relationship, won't do it. I think too much of the young man. I think too much of what he's given our organization and how hard he's played for us. And what sucks, I mean, the situation sucks. I'm not going to sit here and give you some rosy picture like, oh, this is just, everything's okay. No, it sucks. It sucks for the Colts. It sucks for Jonathan Taylor. And it sucks for our fans. It just, it does. And it's, it's where we're at and we've got to work through it and we're going to do everything we can to work through it. Relationships are repairable. So yeah, obviously, yeah. Talking about it clearly. I mean, Ballard definitely has a ton of respect still for Jonathan Taylor, despite the, uh, stuff that's been going on with everything in this situation to hear Ballard say that definitely is a very strong indicator that again, Chris Ballard wants to keep JT around, but this is just about the situation at hand and hopefully things get better. Cause as he said, the main quote from a lot of it was, you know, relationships are repairable. And hopefully things can get better. They're repairable. Like I don't, I don't, when guys get emotional um, and take a stance, I, you got to have some, 
you know, you got to be able to work through those. I mean, if you ever in your life had a good friend, a spouse, family member that you've had a disagreement with, and then you draw a line in the sand and say, this person's out of my life. Well, no. I mean, like, how do you do that? No, you work through it. And hopefully you come out the other side better because of it. All right. We got work to do. We do. We got work to do on the relationship and we got work to do to, to find a, a solution to the problem and which, what we're going to do. All right. Now to answer some questions, did we give him permission? So, uh, leaving a chat in the comments, if you think that, uh, the relationship will get repaired, y'all let me know that. To seek a trade. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. I'm not going to get into the details of teams, what was offered and what wasn't offered. But what I'm going to tell you is Jonathan is valuable. Um, and at the end of the day, we're not, you know, I'm not just going to let him walk out the building. I'm not going to do that. It's not the best thing for the Colts and the organization. All right. And if you guys haven't already seen the video that I put up earlier this evening about the Jonathan Taylor trade stuff, go back and watch that. Cause he mentioned it. Like he, they're not going to just let him go out the door because, you know, no team was seriously giving any serious compensation for Jonathan Taylor, given the circumstances. Right. As for the decision to put him on PUP, it's when you're still having effects from last year's surgery um, and still having pain and not 100%, we're not going to put a player on the field that's still complaining of pain in the ankle. Not going to do that. An injury. I wouldn't do that to any player. Wouldn't treat anybody any differently. So what Jonathan will do is he will rehab his butt off and try to get himself ready to go. All right. Time's yours. Fire away. Yeah, so um, there was there's belief that Jonathan Taylor was rushed into coming back last year uh, from the ankle injury that he had, and that was what had put him back further than what rehab would have originally thought. Uh, but still, at this point, it's still up in the air what it was. But let's go ahead and listen to this. That is opposite to what a team source said about a team not believing that Taylor is actually Do you guys believe Jonathan Taylor is lying about his instance? What I just told you was he still has pain in the ankle. So has pain in the ankle. And that was, that was the big one. And a lot of people are wondering, like, again, how – is it really, is JT faking it? Well, by all accounts, from every single person that we've heard from, a.k.a. Chris Ballard, a.k.a. Team Sources, all of this different stuff, uh, it is sounding like he definitely has pain still in that ankle. It's still not a great look, nonetheless, that it's still continuing. But it is what it is. Throughout the last several months, both offseason and more recently, do you feel like there's more you could have done to resolve this before it got to this point? Any regrets? 
doesn't mean give them $30 million. No, 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 no. That's, that's, that's a fair question. It's a fair question. Um, and I want to answer it because I've thought a lot about it. I mean, you know me, I, I, I'm, I, especially when I know I'm, you know, you're, you're hurting a guy you really care about, you know, cause he trusts the relationship. That's, that's hard. Um, I felt I was very honest, um, with all my discussions. Um, and, you know, I've thought through, you know, what we could have done differently. I'm, I'm sure both sides would probably tell you, man, I wish I'd have done something a little bit differently. Um, but the one thing I do know is it doesn't do me any good or anybody any good to sit up and say, ah, yeah, it's this, somebody else's fault. Oh, it's their, nah, that, that's, that's not productive. It's not, it does, it does nobody. It doesn't help you find a solution. It doesn't. Do you rehab here? Yes. Still let his camp seek out trade offers and yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna get into trading, I'm not gonna get into hypotheticals, I'm not gonna get into that. You know, right now Jonathan Taylor's a, a cult. You guys have been very generous with with guys and going into the last year of their contract. Why is this different? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's a good question. Um, here's what I will tell you. We have, we've, I think you can look this up. Like we've given guys early extensions. We've given guys extension, you know, before they went into their fifth year. We've given guys extension who have played their contracts completely out and gone into free agency and signed them back. We've let guys go all four years, and then they ended up signing good contracts some, somewhere else. I think every situation's a little bit different. And I explained this during camp, you know, coming off last season, you know, that's tough. I mean, you, you won four games. Um, you got a brand-new coaching staff, all the circumstances surrounding it. So I think every situation is different. Yeah. Again, referring to the state of the running back market and where it's at. The problem is, guys, is you have a extreme level on both sides of the party here. When we're talking about this situation between Jonathan Taylor and the Indianapolis Colts, Jonathan Taylor wants a ginormous extension like potential highest paid running back in the NFL type extension. While he's hurt, 
And there's a whole bunch of other circumstances surrounding the team that makes it not worthy of paying a, a running back 15 plus million dollars for a year. Now, with that being said, on top of it, the Indianapolis Colts are not doing a service to Jonathan Taylor by not entertaining the idea of an extension at all. Now, again, the Colts don't have to. They don't have to, regardless of your feelings about whether or not they should pay him or not. It doesn't matter. You can't afford to be giving out money to guys that are still hurt, running back position that is a degrading position, and in a situation where you don't feel it's necessary to give up huge lump sums of money to a position that is just not going to, uh, that's just going to figure it out, you know? So we need to, we it, it needs, there needs to be compromise on both sides here, but it doesn't look like either one really wants to compromise. Uh, injury, the, the surgery, everything we know about it is it's routine. Some months later, it doesn't feel routine. Has something gone wrong in the rehab, the surgery, a failure? Why are we still here? I don't know if there's anything as a routine surgery. I think anytime you, anytime you have surgery on your body, it's different. And I think everybody heals, rehab, I mean, all everybody's different. Like, you can't just stamp one thing and say, okay, this guy's going to be, it's just, everybody's different. There's guys that some get back faster, some guys don't. As some of the public nature of the dispute standoff tweets from Jim Irsay, JT's agent, JT himself, has that affected any line of communication between both parties all parties? <laughs> well, look, I've done the, I've, I've communicated consistently with Malky and Jonathan. Um, I've definitely talked to my owner um, who has great insight. I mean, look, he's been doing this a long time. Um, and it's a, it's, I think sometimes you, everybody gets a little emotional. Um, and I, I just doesn't think, I don't think it does any of us any good right now to, to blame point fingers. I just don't, I think that's, that's not productive for what we need to get done going forward. Obviously not wanting to put a ton of blame on Malky and all the other guys that are, you know, a part of making this situation happen the way it happened. Again, we remember the tweet from Jim Ursay that was taken out of context. And then when it comes to the his agent, you know, blowing up on Twitter saying that, you know, Ursay is exploiting Jonathan and they want out. Now that's taken to where it is, but doesn't really want to take that at face value. Just says, let's just try to move on. Is there any concern that some of the indications are that he doesn't want to be here? We don't know. That you've got a player here that may not want to be here and how it might impact the locker room or not? No, look, you're always concerned. Look, this is the first time I've really dealt with this kind of – that's what's so – I'm disappointed because, uh, you know, we've never dealt with this before. That's why it sucks. Like, we've – I mean, we've done a good job, you know, making sure communicating, making sure the player knew where they stood um what we were going to do going forward so you know there's always a first this happens from time to time it's just something we work through i i will tell you this 
our guys in the locker room, and I and I give Shane a lot of credit, and I give our coaching staff a lot of credit, and they they're dialed in and 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 working and focused on what they need to do. Talking about relationships and uniforms can change, but the relationships remain. Do you think he has an understanding about how much you care about him as a person? And knowing this is his career, but it's business is one thing, and relationships are another. Yeah, that's always the that's always the fine line. And I look for in in his relationship oriented as I am, that's a, you know, sometimes I let it bleed into both, you know, both sides of it. Um, but like I said a minute ago, I, sometimes you disagree and you still can love and care about, you can still care and love about somebody. You don't always have to agree. Um, I think I told you all this at the end of the year conference, like, I mean, at my press conference at the end of the year where, you know, it's in our country right now and anywhere, like you can't just disagree. You can't because then if you disagree, you're totally wrong and you draw a line in the sand and then the relationship's broken. You know, I, I just, dang, how do you come to solutions that way? How do you come to a solution? How do you get to the root of the problem and fix it? Did you talk, have you talked to, to Jonathan since yesterday and and then you just talked about fixing it. Okay, how do you fix it if, if there's nothing changes? How do you fix it? Yeah, well, I've not talked to just... To answer, no, I've not talked to Jonathan. I've talked to, uh, I've communicated with his agent. I will talk to Jonathan here in the next day or two. I know Shane's talked to Jonathan. Um, that's not what we're going to work for. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, okay, here, I got the magic answer right on. No, this is, I mean, this is complex. And it's just something we got to work through and find an answer. Again, just makes me wonder if, if at some point somebody's going to cave. Because if it's just... If it's just a, if it's going to be a stalemate, there's obviously Ballard's not going to cave on the idea of what they're doing right now. Uh, then, you know, is JT and his camp going to cave? It doesn't seem like it. So it's a very sticky situation right now. I sure hope so. That's the way I look at it. I think he's a really good player. I think he's a great kid. I think he's a great for the community. Um, that would be the plan. Um, I'm not going to get into hypotheticals of yay or nay, but I don't want the indication that we don't want Jonathan Taylor. That is not true. Um, and not true by any step. I've never once even made that statement. I think one of the things that's like the one thing that never gets mentioned, and maybe it's just because I've never really had the opportunity, but like everybody keeps bringing up the tag and the automatic, we never used it. We've never been in that situation to use it, but we've never used it. Even with guys at free agency, we haven't. So that is a big concern of his, as you probably know. Um, I, I think this is true that he offered to uh, come in if you guys would take that off the table. Is that true? I never, I never had, you know, I never had that discussion about that. I mean, they asked if we would use it, and I said, well, it's a tool. Yeah, it is. It is a, it is a tool. Um, it was CBA bargained, you know, so I'm not like the one thing. And I told Jonathan this, I said, I don't want to say something that is not true. Like, I don't want to lead him down. I don't want to lead him down a path and say, okay, give it. And then it, and then he looks at me and said, well, you're a liar that no, and you're not doing to do that. I don't, you don't want to make false promises that you can't keep, especially with players. Cause the second you do it, you're done. Like, I know it looks not the best right now, but I know I've never lied to him. 
I know that for I've never lied to him. See you all want him. So why was it even an option or a discussion to allow him to seek a trade in the first place? Well, sometimes I mean there's and that's that's fair. That's a fair question. Um you know, sometimes you your your both sides are beating your head against the wall and you need to see what's out there. You need to see if what's out there. Yep, that was the again, just letting Jonathan Taylor figure out what his trade value is, and it's clearly not that high. Surgery is a little different. It still seems just shocking that seven months later he's not able to get out there. So guess how confident are you in your medical staff that they can figure this situation out? Yeah, I'm confident. I'm confident they can. If he's, got, if he's hurt, if he's hurt, why were other teams willing, apparently, willing to make a deal for him? Right, because he's a he's a 24 year old running back, and even though he might not be ready for a little bit, he's still 24 years old and got a bright career in front of him. Reportedly made an offer to Kareem Hunt. What does that say about your franchise and how much you stress high care? Um, I th- what I will tell you is he's been in the league a while. Um, he. Of course, I'm not going to get into specifics on what we did and what we didn't do, but I think our track record there is pretty good, Kevin. I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll never forget when we got slammed for one player we took, and he ended up being a really good member of this community. So I think I think that that player in question might have been Bobby Okereke. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, remember Bobby O'Kerke had the um, sexual assault allegations thrown at him, and that was thrown later on, proven to not be true. But yeah, there was that was definitely a thing. A lot of people wondered, like you know, why was that a thing? But yeah, I know I know Kevin definitely uh, was not happy with the idea of the Colts bringing him in, but. Uh, Nevertheless, you got to cover things. You got to cover it from all assets here. This is this is just about business, trying to cover all things. I think our track record, any guy we bring into this building, we vet, and assuredly we're going to do everything we can. We're not going to be 100% perfect, but I think our track record is pretty good. With that, with that and, and Jonathan's status, do you need to bring in a running back for the room just, just because? We're working through it. Um we're, we're hopeful with Brent, with um, not Brent, uh, you know, with Moss. Um, we're hopeful to get him back really soon. Um, you know, we like we like what Dion has done. We think Dion has taken another step. And we like Hall, and we're going to have some guys on the practice squad we like also. That's the you know what th- this is what now this is the shame of because this has dominated the month, but it's overshadowed some of the really good things that have gone on. It's overshadowed you know, Bernard and the steps he's taken. It's overshadowed um, what some of these young corners, and they're young, but a guy like Jones, the seventh-round pick that our scout, Anthony Coughlin, fought like a dog for us to take. I did, I, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I mean, like, I had my doubts, but Anthony pressed and pressed, and we took him, and Anthony was right. He was right. This kid is going to be good, like really freaking good. And, you know, it's overshadowed all these other stories that are going on. we got a young quarterback that we're excited about that is, is showing really good promise. So that, that's what you'd like to be up here talking about. Any scenario where Jonathan Taylor plays for the Colts again? Of course there is. Of course. 
Allard's still obviously confident in that. I don't know if him a contract at all until after this year. Has the team's position changed on that at all? I'm not, I'm not going to get into contract stuff. I never do, so y'all should be pretty good with that answer. Is he himself given any indication he's going to be willing to play for the Colts in the future? We'll keep working through it. We'll keep working through it. You, you made this decision to not trade him with some real ambiguity about how this is going to play out. Is that a fair statement? And if so, then why are you willing to take that chance like this? You either stand for something or you stand for nothing. Um, it's a balance between doing the right thing, the best thing you can for the player, but at the end of the day, doing the best thing you can for the organization and the team. It's a balance. We got to, at the end of the day, have a job to do and do the best thing for our, for our team and our organization. So, the easy, about how so the easy thing would have been to just dump it and move on, test out what's best for the team? Nope. Talk about how the locker room knows as far as who gets paid and, and what it takes. So how much do you think about just the messages sends the players about how difficult it is to get an extension here with, with all this going on? Well, I think Calvin, yeah, you're right. I mean, he has done this with all the other ones. I mean, again, think about, I mean, back to Marshall Falk. I mean, Marshall Falk was a great running back in this league, but did he ever win a championship after – after being gone, uh, Edgren James, who he drafted and like, he's the golden guy for Ursay now, like Ursay loves Edgren James. Did Edgren James ever really go on to do anything like drastically amazing after, uh, after the Colts let him go? Colts won a Super Bowl without him the year after Joseph Adai never did anything. So like, it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't, it shouldn't be a surprise and it shouldn't be this big of a hindrance for this. I mean, it's, it is what it is. Go ask, why don't you go ask him? I'm serious. Go ask Brian Kelly. Go ask all the other guys in that locker room. I mean, go ask them. I mean, we've extended a bunch. Okay. And we've done them all at different time levels. Quentin Nelson went all the way into his fifth season. We're about to start the season. I mean, everybody's a little bit different. Every situation's a little bit different. I mean, to sit here and say and try to make a statement that we don't take care of our players, don't agree with that. Pronounce James's first name correctly. At all. Chris, why why weren't why was a deal not made? What, what, what was the issue, I mean, to the extent that you can share? I think I've been pretty clear with the way the season went. New, co- I mean, I, I talked about all this at training camp. The way the season went, um, where we were at, and where we were going forward, new coaching staff, um, we had some reasons. Nothing, nothing major, but there was reasons. We thought we needed to just sit tight. It wasn't clear. Why wasn't a deal made yesterday? What I mean, just oh, uh, on on. Uh, why, why didn't it uh, never? Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of stayed that when I opened up. I, I'm not going to get into details of why um, and what was offered or where were we at. Just I mean, at the end of the day, he he is a really good player, and like if if somebody was going to trade for him, 
I think that needs to be valued correctly. Oh, that's a good question. That was hard. Um, yeah. Jalen Jones. <laughs> We'd had to keep seven corners, so it had been tough. It had been tough. I mean, Kenny Moore, we think, had a great camp. Tony Brown, I love to, let me just make this known. Like, I love Tony Brown. That dude competes. He's a great teammate. He's all in. Um, and then you have, you know, you have Baker. Um, we have Dallas. I mean, all these guys that have all come in and played really good, you know, football and have really good ups, and they're all young. You know, Juju's coming along. I do want to talk about Juju because I do think the upside is really high. You know, he missed the spring with a with a wrist, and then he had a hamstring early. So it's been a little bit slow here. But the two weeks he was, you know, in, we're excited about him. He kind of got a little tweak again, so we're trying to get our head around making sure we got him right for the long haul. But no, look, it just happened to be a group that's young and talented and nothing gets Darius. Wish him the best. I know he was claimed. Um, wish him the best. I went back and forth with him earlier about it. Yeah, Evan, for real, bro. I mean, if could you imagine I I have a sickening feeling that Darius Rush is gonna go to Kansas City and be a stud and win another Super Bowl with Kansas City and be a big freaking name. And we chose to go with Jalen Jones and Tony Brown over, over him. And again, I understand Rush might have been the least experienced guy at the position. And I understand that there was a lot of things uh, that were going on. But I mean, this is a guy that was, it was very, he was very well uh, sought after. And, you know, it's quite crazy uh, that, you know, just they didn't go with it. I, I, it's, it's not even the fact that he's the fifth round guy, but it's just that a lot of people had him, um, a lot of people had him higher. And he's young, but, at the same time, like, I mean, we all kind of thought everybody was going to need some uh, time to get better. Um, he's very talented, but it was a good group. On the contract here, um, Grover Stewart, so is it a, just an organizational standpoint where, again, like extensions and those things kind of have to wait so you figure out where direction, this team, what direction this team is going in? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys that are up that are going to be on the, working on the last year. So... I think we just, you know, we work for it. I don't ever talk about contracts, you know, where we're going. Um, those things work out over time, and you'll know whenever they happen, usually. Looking I don't want to step on Go that. ahead. Looking at the rest of the offense, you're missing JT right now. You only have three receivers on this roster. What gives you confidence that you are giving Anthony Richardson the pieces he needs to be successful this season? Well, three is because we're doing roster mechanics stuff. I still think – Michael Pittman is a pretty good football player. I still think Alex Pierce has upside and is a pretty good football player. And we really like Josh Downs. We'll get the rest of it filled out. Um, we're excited about uh, Ogletree. I think you know our thoughts on Ogletree. Um, we've always thought highly. It was a big loss last year. We think Mallory, um, that was exciting to see, you know, him get healthy and show the flashes that he showed. Um, Granson. Uh, you know, Granson's a good football player. Every staff that's come in and every quarterback that's come in is liked him. So it, it's, it's, I know the world 
paints a bleak picture here, but it's not as, I don't think it's as bleak as the world makes it out to be. Again, yeah, the, he talked about it um, after uh, after this press conference. The Colts had re-signed uh, wide receiver Isaiah McKenzie. So there's four on there now. But the Indianapolis Colts need at least one more wide receiver on this roster before going into the season. Because you can't walk, run in there with only four wide receivers on the active roster. That's just not... That's not a recipe for success. So we'll see what they do with that. Um, definitely still. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do. And it's the, Anthony can handle the ups and downs of being the, the full season starter. He's a pretty cool customer. I stayed on the sidelines this year, which I've done a lot, but I've done it more. I just wanted to feel it. And feel him, which look when he takes off and runs, it's a you can feel him. Um, but he doesn't get it's fun. I mean, look, and he's going to have moments, of course. I mean, they all do when they're young, but like he is really poised. Even after a bad play, he has really got some poise to him that's unique. Um, look, there's going to be ups and downs. We know it. I, everybody in this room knows it. I know it. Everybody knows it. Um, you know, but you got to keep stepping up and learning from every situation, the good ones and the bad ones, and keep moving forward. Lined up, really an experienced bunch. Any concern there? Obviously, Danny going down. I know. Yeah, it sucked, man. It sucked for Danny Penner, man. He's one of the really good dudes and really good players and was having a hell of a um, – Going back to the last point real quick, uh, talking about AR, um, it's – he was talking about it, how he just seems to be unfazed. And that's the important thing about Anthony Richardson is, yes, he has bad plays, but it doesn't seem to really, doesn't seem to really bother him too much. You know, like he obviously is upset by what he does, but I don't think he allows that situation to, just completely derail him and then not be able to learn from that mistake. And Ozai, you're right, dude. I mean, that's a huge part of being a quarterback is being able to learn from your mistakes, not get over emotional and still be able to be productive as time goes along. We've seen in all the preseason games and preseason stuff that we've seen that Anthony Richardson, when the, when stuff, when shit hits the fan, he has, done multiple times just it's preseason games but has shown multiple times to be able to bounce back from adversity it's a very important thing to do and i'm really glad that anthony richardson seems to genuinely enjoy what he's doing the game and had a really couple of good weeks of practice so that stunk for him um we think that so we've claimed a couple guys that we think are help um, so we think, I think we got 11 now, um, on the roster. We feel better about where it's at and where we're going with it. They are young, but how do they become vets? I mean, they got to play. I mean, they got to play. So, I mean, you want to line up a bunch of vet. I mean, you can do that, but I, I just like, it's easier when, you know, especially on the old line and we, we've, we've got a couple guys that, you know, have been around, but. It's. I just think I. I got a lot of faith in Tony and and how he coaches them and what he's doing. 
Um, these guys have talent. And you just got to grow with them. This maybe was asked, so I apologize. But, um, on JT, one last point. Is there- oh, the Derek Larger clone is here. Shout out to you, man, for the $2 super chat. Thank you very much. Hello, my brother. Hope you're doing well. I appreciate you hopping in, Mr. Clone. Appreciate it. There any, do you see any inconsistency at all where, I mean, I know you don't want to talk about particulars of trade, but you did clearly ask for a lot of compensation because you value them. So, uh, on the other hand, you elected to not extend the contract now as you have for your other all-pro level players. Is there any inconsistency there at all? You feel like? But just that particular Same reasons I've stated. Like, you... There, you know, in terms of compensation, I think there's a history of it. There's a history of what some of these guys have been traded for. One in particularly not long ago that was really good. Um, and then in terms of the contract, I'm not going to get into in depth about that. We can talk about it. He's referring to Christian McCaffrey who got paid $16 million to come to the San Francisco 49ers in the middle of the season and proceeded to have one of the best second half performances that we've ever seen from a running back because he fit perfectly into what they were doing. It's not. This stunts Anthony's growth at all. Not have Jonathan. Do you think that stunts Anthony's growth or hinders his early development? Not have Jonathan. Well, look, when you don't have a great player, I mean, but I don't think it stunts his growth. No, not at all. But it doesn't, I mean, I don't know. Did it stunt Andrew's growth without a special bag? Anything you learned about changing? Again, get triggered about that statement as much as you want. It is the truth. There are a ton of guys in in NFL history, including any as of recently, that it that showed it doesn't matter if you have a top end running back. Lots of guys have gone on to win big without it. He's not wrong. He's not wrong when he says it, so don't think too much into it. In second, just through how he's run training camp, as you didn't know before. He's all, I mean, I've said this a million times. He's all ball now, um, which I love about him. And he's, and he's, he's not a panicker. Um, here's what's really like the, he understood, he's got a real creative mind of how to use the pieces. Okay. Um, so whatever a player's strengths are, he's going to do everything he can to put them in position to do that. Um, no, look, I mean, you know, look, Shane's the first time head coach and, and it, I think he's handled it, you know, really well. Um, he's been great with the team, great with the coaching staff, great with the players, honest, um, working to get them better. That's what you're going to ask for. Yeah. Well, look, anytime you got a chance to, we wanted to add some speed off the edge, you know, another guy. And he's a guy we really liked in the draft. Um, and just for whatever reason, we just didn't get a chance. And he ended up going undrafted and ended up in Dallas. Showed us enough um, that we said, okay, now let's let's take a shot and get him in here. We don't know when he'll be ready. I'm 
look, his head coach in college, Willie Simmons, is a good friend and a good guy and just like been beat on the table for telling us how what he thinks his potential is. So we'll see. We'll get him in here tomorrow and start working with him, see if we can develop it. You mentioned that you don't really feel like the sky is following with regards to the wide receiver group. So is that did that play a reason why you didn't pick up any wideouts on the waiver claim or there's some other guys that you're looking at? I know you're not going to say names. Yeah, we got a ways to go. I mean, yeah, we got we're doing some roster mechanic stuff right now. So we have to talk to you since since then. What's your evaluation of him versus last year? It was a pretty big summer. Really happy for him. It's not his fault. He was 20 years old when we drafted him. We forget that sometimes they're young, you know, and then we, then we put these and look, this is where I screwed it up. Like I was so excited about him. I put the expectations out there on him and then he's, you know, just came a little overwhelming for him last year and he didn't quite perform. And then to watch him work mentally, be able to battle and handle it and then play free safety, strong safety, nickel, and then, you know, really performed pretty well. No, we're we're excited about where Nick is at and where he's going. All right, let's do one more here. Last time we spoke to you, you said the running back market is what it is. Um, how much do you think the running back position in particular when it comes to JT's contract negotiations or discussions you all have had has factored into um, what he, he wants or what you think is, is, is fair on both sides? I, let me say this. I, I, the running back market is what it is, but you pay – I've said this all along. Like, I didn't have – what Quentin Nelson didn't have a problem playing a guard a lot of money, which other people don't either. Like you, when guys are having great seasons and great, have a chance to really help your football team. Absolutely. I mean, I, the running market is what it is, but look, great players are what they are too. So I, I think that all works. I think there's a great player. Why not pay him? We won four games last year. We won four games. Awesome. Y'all loaded them suckers up today now. <laughs> yeah, and that was an interesting tidbit because I know that a lot of people were talking about that, saying that uh, we won four games last year. Um I know a lot of people are attempting to use that as a way of saying that he's saying that we won four games because of JT. No, I think what he's insinuating is, is that we won four games last year, which means that there's a lot more issues at hand than just trying to pay a running back big money big, big, big money to try and fix this team. And it goes to show you that, I mean, again, these these GMs, they all think the same way. These running backs, they don't contribute to big-time wins late in the year. And I know Jonathan Taylor did it last year, or did it in 2021. That was when, you know, this team was at a loss. But even then... But even then, when Jonathan Taylor was doing what he was doing in 2021, we still did not win more than, we still did not win nine games. You know, like we still 
couldn't get over the hump. We did win nine games, but we couldn't get over the hump. And that's the issue at hand. He's not saying that it's Jonathan Taylor's fault that we won four games. He's insinuating that there are other things that need to be fixed before you pay your running back the most money of any skill guy that you have. It's simply that. But that's it for John, or Chris Ballard's press conference. Um, 90% of it is about uh, Jonathan Taylor. So it was mainly just the Jonathan Taylor show. But we have a week until we get to what we got over a week. We got 10 days until we get to watch Colts football again. So greatly appreciate everybody tuning in. Greatly appreciate all of your support. Thank you guys for tuning in and talking and all of this stuff. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as always, go Colts.